more you look, the more you see. The more you see, the more you question. The more you question, the more you learn. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. A year ago at this time, I was not quite two months into living in a little 8 by 13 foot camper on the land where we were beginning to build our house. For the previous five years, we had been living in a mixed forest adjacent to a river, but our new spot was more heavily dominated by spruces, firs, an understory carpeted with moss, and adjacent to the ocean. For being less than a half-hour drive from where we had been living, the ecosystem differences were stunning. And because our new life was spent primarily outside, or with just the thin fiberglass wall of the camper separating us from the sounds of nature, we were able to really absorb the natural details of our new home landscape, like the hermit thrushes, gulls, eagles, and distant lapping of the ocean. But one night, we heard a sound that had us completely stumped. I had been outside brushing my teeth by the hand pump on the well when I heard the noise, like the boom and whoosh of a car having just raced by. I brushed it off as some mysterious noise from within the camper, where Joe was, as it was nothing I had ever heard in nature before. Then Joe and I swapped places, and when I was in the camper, I heard it again coming from outside. Joe ran back over to beckon me outside. That's when we saw a nighthawk flying low across the clear-cut lot next door. I was used to seeing nighthawk flocks flying high in the sky, making a short, buzzy call. Reminiscent of a woodcock's peent, but this one was alone and very low and not making that sound. Could this relatively small bird make such a spooky big noise? As we continued to watch in the growing dusk, we saw the nighthawk seem to pause mid flight and dive towards the ground, wings arched downwards with a little vibration as it charged back up, and that motion correlated with the noise we were hearing. We realized the booming was coming from the nighthawk's wings. Upon further research, we learned that males will do that towards females or potential intruders. Our guess was that this one was doing it as a breeding display since the upper portions of the clear-cut lot would have been pretty ideal nighthawk nesting territory since they prefer open ground to place their nests. Common nighthawks are part of the nightjar family, which includes whippoorwills. Birds in this family are all a bit strange-looking, with flat heads, stunted bills, short necks, big eyes, and feathery whiskers, a generally mousy appearance. Consistent with this experience, I almost always hear nighthawks before I see them, especially over water or fields where they can catch insects on the wing. In addition to their distinctive buzzy calls and booming flight display, if you're lucky enough to hear that, they are fairly easy to identify from far away. When flying, the bend in the center of each wing is obvious, almost as obvious as the thick white patch just to the outside of that bend. Their behavior is also unique. They migrate in large flocks, looping and fluttering like bats in search of flying insects at dawn and dusk. So the next time you're outside at dawn or dusk, look up and listen for nighthawks. Their populations in the U.S. have declined by nearly 50% since the mid-1960s, threatened largely by nesting habitat loss and the use of pesticides that have decreased the availability of their insect food. Nighthawks are a helpful reminder of the food chain, 
that whatever we may want to do to reduce the biting bugs that may bug us reduces the chances for survival of the other species that rely on those same bugs. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 